Well now, hello there to all those wonderful people out there in Cheshire. This is your fantabulously talented digital pub landlord, Jonathan I will say it again. Your fantabulously talented <laughs> pub landlord, Jonathan Stark. Get comfy, lads. This could be a while. <laughs> <laughs> right, and in the house tonight, it's a full house tonight, and it's lovely to see them. We have that lovely, silken-voiced, lovely boy, lovely boy. I right, Mr. <laughs> Mark Hartley. <laughs> Say hello, Stats. Lovely. Oh, we're gonna stop laughing. Hello. How are we all? All right. Yeah. Oh, we can't forget our lovely listeners out there. Big uh, hello to them, of course. Of course. Yes. What a diligent thinker. And now to the gazelle, Sir Gazelle. How are you? Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Nothing more. And to that man. Who we call the Waving. Here he is, Mr. Stephen Ingram. Go ahead, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. A wonderful hello to all our fabulous listeners out there, right across Cheshire and beyond, of course. And, by the way, I hope you're all getting your bunting and your flags ready for the Jubilee weekend. Well, got something to say about that. Let me just fade that out. Let me just fade that out a little bit more. And a little bit more. It's only because I want more airtime. <laughs> more. 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 It's just an introduction now. I'm like Oliver. More. 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 By the way, you know you were talking about your tyre problem on your car? Uh, well, I was mentioning it. Earlier yeah. on. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I've had uh, a couple of issues with uh, the back tyres on my car. Oh, they yeah. appear to be going flat, but... Um, only at the bottom. All right. Then so you you're flat at the bottom. So your yeah. tires are going yeah. flat at yeah. the bottom. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's something to to actually. Well, well they do go down, but they're only ever flat on at the bottom. Yeah, oh, strange, huh? Oh, what? Uh, did Just you... turn them round then. <laughs> this is... Yeah, that's... <laughs> this turn is... them round. Just move your car forward a little bit, and they should go back up. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't give in to him. This is just madness. Right, let's go to the landlord's pick of the week and flash out. York have removed Prince Andrew's freedom of the city. Have that? they? I heard there was something going uh, to be taking place regarding uh, yeah. Prince well, Andrew. Well, it's, it's happened. Tory donors linked to sanctioned oligarchs' secret London property. Now, I'm going to link all of that with lies, falsehoods, and misrepresentations of Boris Johnson and his government. Did you know that there is a website which actually makes an archive of all his misdemeanors, lies, and everything? And it's, it's called boris-johnson-lies.com. <laughs> Jeez, I think we'd need a few hour specials for that one, wouldn't we? Uh, on to the Ukrainian problems. Fires burn in Russian city of Bryansk after Ukraine missile strike. And the Americans, they want to see Russia weakened. And that's what the Defence Secretary, Lord Austin, 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 says. Now, how many Russian troops do you think have been killed? Wild I'm going to hazard a guess around 25,000. Well, at the moment, they're only admitting to about 15,000 MPs in this country, we're told, in Parliament. And things are only going to get worse because Sweden and Finland 
have agreed to both apply for NATO membership in May. What about that then? Hmm. If they do, that's like a red rag to a bull. There's no doubt about it. And, ah bon, le man is back in, Macron. Good. He won the election. But they're not actually celebrating it as a victory. Well, I'd say rioting is not celebrating, is it? No, uh, you know, he's not actually sort of saying, you know, great, I won. Marine Le Pen, she's actually increased her vote to 41.2%. Yeah, That's it, staggering, actually. It was about 17 million, I think, the actual vote, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of these 17 millions, don't we keep popping up? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about Boris Johnson's fury, and I think it was fake fury, over the basic instinct attack on Angela Rayner? <laughs> when she was she was likened to that uh, film where she was distracting Boris in Prime Minister's questions with her legs. Yes, well, all we can say, landlord, will you please cross yours? <laughs> but the, be crossed. the best, the, the best one has got to be the meme of the week, and I'll actually oh, talk yeah. about that later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, now Boris campaigns for local elections as Partygate row rages. How do you think everything's going to happen in May? What do you think? It's coming up very soon. Yeah, very, very fast. Hard to tell, really. I mean, I think they're going to get a bit of a, a, a knock, to say the least. Well, I hope they get a pasting. I agree with you totally there. I hope they get pasted. Well, pasted. Parliament pasted. Yes. That's how I like that. I like that. That's because that Boris has got to go. Boris the liar. Boris the everything. Liar. No, I mean it. Just like just like the waving. He even, even lies about the way that his name is spelt. He thinks it's spelt with an R. <laughs> <laughs> right. What about White? The fighter against Fury. Knockout blow was illegal and calls for a rematch with Tyson Fury. Illegal? Why was that? I've not seen well, that one. Says he pushed him after he'd hit him. Oh, he did I did he see did, that, he, actually. He did a yeah. little bit, but I think that uppercut had done its job. Yeah, I think it did as well. I mean, I saw that. You know, it was a good uppercut. Says he banged his head on the floor when he pushed him, but anyone's going to want a rematch for that money, aren't they? So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, well, I'd get in the ring. I'd get in the ring for that. No one. No, not with not with Tyson Fury. No, no, no. 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 It'd not be a worth bit of a mismatch, wouldn't it? I'd be running through his legs. <laughs> <laughs> Developers furious after Apple warns it will kill off older apps if they're not updated within a two-year period. What if they're perfectly working in perfectly working order? Well. That's my so view. That's my view. But Apple that. have actually said that, oh, and the developers are furious. Do they want them to update it with a certain something? I don't know. Maybe they could update it with a new color to the app. That could be a way of getting by the issues. Strange decision. Because sometimes, if it works, don't fix it. Exactly. In yeah. my opinion, accountant KPMG still bagging government contracts after it was told to sling it by the government. Now, this is, this is an accountant that's had a lot of issues levied, leveled, levied, leveled against it. And they're still getting contracts from the government. There's a surprise. Must well, be, yeah. It must be friendly with them. Now, and the, the last yeah. one for the, uh, for the roundup. Ed Sheeran and Dua Lipa cash in from Amazon warehouse workers. So you know all the music that's played in the background? Well, that in the industry... For the professionals is called 
black box music. And that generated 18 million for these people. Now, that's just from background music. So let me just give you a quick insight into that. If it generated 18 mil for them, depending on the deal that they're with, just say like it was a 50-50 deal, that means that the majors have got 50% of that as well, which is either 9 million, the way that you read it, or another 18 million. So it could be 36 million, okay? Now, what everybody really doesn't know about this is that the royalty collection agencies apply an old pie chart, which is applied not for the music used in actual fact, but for market share of the majors and these artists. So these people will always get the biggest share of the royalties unless they actually change that process. And everybody in the industry who knows royalties knows this. Go ahead, Steve. Isn't this easily solvable with digital music, with encryption, to ensure that the distribution is fair so that the smaller artists actually get what is rightfully due? Correct. And it can happen like that. But you see, the majors... They don't want it to. They They don't don't want want it. it. They don't want it. They want it. everything going through the same old, same old. And so that means that the pie charts keep on getting applied in the way that they are to the income. And it has absolutely nothing to do with actual music used. Well, in the digital era that we are currently in, increasingly, it seems rather outdated, unless you have uh, vested interest, to use um, a pie chart. Of which they do. Yeah. They have a vested interest. In fact, the majors have seats on the boards of, or I know specifically of the Performing Rights Society, of which they're not even voted in. They just automatically get three seats on the board. How about that? You have Uh, a lot of pie charts in Wigan. (laughs) (laughs) Meat and potato. Meat and potato. I love love Wigan pies. Wigan pies. Well, let's move on to the first national, and this is with Lovely Boy, Lovely Boy. (laughs) Statsman. We we all woke up, lads, after that introduction. Just... What do you mean, woke up? Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Me the man that actually takes the most time over going to say something, say a point, happens to be the waving. Back me up here. I, d- I did notice God. that when I wasn't here, podcast went on for about an hour. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Excuse me, this wasn't was we had it. Sh- we, we had it, yeah. yeah. We had it scheduled for 20 <laughs> minutes, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. And it just went... It just went on and on and on. Was, was Trevor on was, that one? Were yeah. you on that one? Yeah. Oh, you were? Yeah. All right, but... Do you want me to go on? Do you want me to go on? It was the world's longest introduction uh, 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 ever. I it wasn't asleep. the world's longest. I fell asleep. Well, you know, we didn't notice any difference in your performance, <laughs> obviously. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get on. You, Mr. Diplomat. <laughs> right. Go ahead. I'm just Come on, pull yourself together. That's what I'm doing now. Okay, this, you like this one. This is the national Elon Musk clinched the deal to buy Twitter. Yes. Forty-four billion. Um, Cash. <laughs> Some of the lefties dollars. are going into yeah. meltdown, aren't they? 
we'll go through a bit of that in a minute, yeah? Yeah, go ahead. So Musk, who calls himself a free speech abolitionist, has criticised Twitter's moderation. He wants Twitter's algorithm for for prioritising tweets to be public and objects to giving too much power on the service to the corporations that advertise. So he's an advocate yes. for free speech? Oh, yes. Okay, let's just going to clarify that one. Go oh, ahead. It, yeah. He's uh, also advocated user-friendly tweaks to the service, such as an edit button, which would be good, and defeating... I would like that. Yeah, it would. And defeating spam bots that send overwhelming amounts of unwanted tweets. And we've got a little... Uh, Comment here, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated, Musk said in a statement. I like the sound of that. Is he going to offer Trump to come back on? And what are you saying? I think everyone's going to come back on. Yeah, I, I took it as that. I yeah. mean, the great business words, though, aren't they? But I mean, let's see what happens in practice. Yeah. He's going to get flack from all areas. He already has about the edit button um, because... People were saying that they, could, they, they can put something on there, and uh, I didn't get the full story of it, to tell you the truth, but the people can put, put something on there and, and edit it straight away so that the, the original still goes out. You know, it wasn't a good idea. It was explained that way. Okay, I get you. That There's a lot of criticism about the edit button, but that was one of his main ideas. Well, the original owner, I think his name is Jack Dorsey, started to back the purchase. I mean, he stood to gain something like about $950 million from his shares that he had in it. How will he cope? I know. And he was just saying that he thinks it's a, it's a good idea. Is this $44 billion for an edit button? <laughs> Seems a bit, I, I think it's a little bit more than that. I'm only yeah. joking. Yeah. No, to be honest with you, I think it's great. Um, you know, we've got to have free speech. We've been talking about this um, for months and months and months. It's what we advocate. None of us want to see certain material being uh, promoted. Uh, there's certain things that we, we don't want to see. Yeah, uh, I agree. Such as terrorism, um, certain things that are very disturbing. We don't want to see, we don't want to hear. We, we just want them dealt with. Um, but free speech, I'm all for it. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. We need a level playing field. That's what we, it is. Yeah, we need a social media app where everyone's allowed to talk. And nobody's frightened yeah. to say certain things. Which is why the, uh, the rabid Twitter arty are not happy. Yeah, have because been, have you been on there? Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few of the things. Go ahead, Mark. I've been down the the Twitter hashtag RIP Twitter. Lots of cope. I've been I've quite enjoyed reading all this. Actually. Oh, it lots, will, yeah. lots of idiots saying they're going to delete their accounts, but don't. They're not. They said all this in 2016 with Trump. They're all moving to Canada. Well, the they're still there. The 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 the, the problems. Uh, sorry, have you finished? Oh, I can go on for long if you want. Yeah, go on for longer. I mean, go on for as long as Steve. Go on for as long as Steve. Two sets of rules, Trevor. Take note. Take note. <laughs> I've just written it down now. You don't want to. So they're all calling. <laughs> and on about terrorists, by the way. With invisible ink. On about terrorists, but you, you're concerned about terrorists. Well, I'll just throw in a quick loony bonus here. Go ahead. <laughs> because with terrorists, what we're going to do is we're going to make them wear bells and rattles so that we know where they are. Good At idea. all times of the day. At all times of the day, yeah. yeah. So we know where they are. I think that's a great idea. What happens if you're deaf? Oh, well. so you just killed that policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we're going to have to do, I'll bring, again, I'll bring that up because um, the, the uh, conference. That's a good point, that actually. Not coming here. Let, let us know how you get on with that one. Not coming here again. Should I carry on? Okay. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'll, I'll help you out. So I've seen a lot of idiots saying they're going to delete their accounts, but not. And now they're all calling Elon, far-right, white supremacist, 
They're using the fact that I think he's from South Africa to label him as a racist. <laughs> and they're all going back to Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah, that mm. took off, didn't it? Yeah, that took yeah. off. Go ahead, Steve. Just want to say on Channel 4 News last night, there was a, a discussion stroke interview taking place regarding Elon Musk um, buying Twitter. And I've got to say, it was one of the most weak, woke, left-wing apologist cultural Marxist interviews I've ever seen for a long time. It was ridiculous. So you want to see Channel 4 sold? I'd rather see it gotten rid of altogether, to be quite frank. Lumping in with Twitter, couldn't he? I'll just say, there's been some meltdown over this. I've been reading some of the tweets. Go ahead. I'll read some out. This is someone called, uh, it's Stephanith. (laughs) Well, it was nice knowing everyone. This is my last tweet. I will not stay on a site that allows anyone to just say whatever. That's just how Hitler started. <laughs> History is repeating. Goodbye, Twitter. Hashtag buy Twitter. RIP Twitter. I checked five hours ago. Still there. <laughs> yeah. Dustin Bizzle. I wanted to delete my account for a while now, but could not bring myself to do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is looking like the end of Twitter and possibly humanity. So the Twitter suicides I actually haven't followed through. Well, some of them. I'm leaving tomorrow. We don't need Twitter. It needs us. I'm done. Yep, leaving tomorrow. I checked before. She definitely left. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, all right, all right. After she said, bye, you just killed Twitter. I'm leaving in the morning. <laughs> Pay your taxes, Elon. Bye-bye. <laughs> this one's good. This is FM Lopes. Every Nazi was happy with Elon Musk's newest acquisition. That should be enough. Hashtag RIP Twitter. But then the you, hell is all but then you That's get, ridiculous. But then you get the good people. So Solid Shepherd says, just remember, guys, Twitter is a private business, so it can do what it wants. That's right. <laughs> That's what they said to us. And we were all being removed, all yep. the conservatives and the patriots and everyone. They said, nah, nah, tough, private, do what they want. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercups. Right. <laughs> 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 you love that. Well. Oh, how things move, eh? Uh, I yeah. Read, I could read them out all day and night. But and you're saying they're all Marxist, these. I mean, I, I can't find anything wrong with Marxists. I mean, the date circus, that was a cracker bomb. <laughs> what do you mean the day at the circus? The Marxists. <laughs> they're just like, you're... Korbaninskis, they sound like a circus act. They you are. mentioned them last week. They're clowns. No, and that, now, the Korbaninskis. That Groucho Marxist, he was brilliant. <laughs> the Marx Brothers. Hey, you got a face that's hard to forget, but in your case, I'll make an exception. <laughs> I remember all those. Go ahead. I think Musk got a tough job. He needs to find everyone on Twitter, everyone who does the shadow banning, the safety, yeah. trust and safety team, and just start again. Yeah, let everyone, absolutely. Let everyone back on. Honestly, they're all meltdown because Donald Trump's going to come back. Yeah. When's he buying Facebook? Who? Donald Trump. Elon Musk. Oh, wait, that, that's he next should, on the list. He should do. He should do. Uh, if, he'll still have change. He'll still be one of the richest men in the world. Imagine being upset and in such a rage that you can't censor opinions you don't like. Yeah. What kind of person does that make you? The waving. God. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> he wants to say loads of things, but he can't. Excuse me. Excuse because me. I, I, Let's because just correct something here. It's the Raven. The Raven. Oh, Why does he talk in that peculiar voice? After you muted. Cook. Cook. Is it back on? I, is it? It might not be. It could be only yes. you hearing yourself Unfortunately, in your own world and you might not actually be being recorded. Nobody's bought so many sweets today. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move it on. Okay, now this is actually a serious issue. 
And it was about a postmaster at Hope Farm. And yes, I, this, this. this was featured on a Panorama program, but this has been going on for a long, long time. So just to give you a quick recap of what it's about. The post office installed a new system for postmasters called Horizon, which was built by Fujitsu. And what actually happened was that postmasters started to notice that there was incorrect figures when they were tallying up at the end of the day, which actually put them in a deficit position. And the post office basically said, where's the money gone? You're responsible for it. And they couldn't find out where the money was going. So the post office told them they had to repay the money. So these people actually went into debt to start putting the money back into the post office. Excuse me, John, was was these figures sizable? Big. They were big. And let me let me just say to you that at the time there were 900, over 900 convictions for fraud, stealing money. And what the post office did to these people was they said to them, look, if you don't pay the money back, we're actually going to take you to court and you may go to prison. And they gave them either or choices about what they could do. And they gave themselves no room for error because their systems were perfect. Now, can you imagine... 900 people actually all deciding to steal from the post office. That's what I say. I, I was just no, going to say that. No. That's, a, that's a coincidence. Yeah, at the same time, 900 people. Go ahead, Mark. Surely if 900 people stole from the post office, you'd be able to find trace of some of that money going somewhere at some point. Agreed. And there mustn't have been, must have. Um, what they did was they went to each of these postmasters and they said to them, look, you're the only one that it's happened to. And so they kept all of these people separate. And even programmers at Fujitsu, and it showed it on the program, actually said that the software was not fit for purpose. Now, this went on for years, and they hounded these people. And this postmaster, his name was Martin Griffiths, and he was 59 years old. And they gave a background to him. He was a successful businessman, he bought the post office in Ellesmereport at Hope Farm, and he was running it. And there was never any question about this man's integrity, ever, in his life. And then he was told that after the money disappearing, which he actually funded to put back into the account... Even though he wasn't in the wrong. Even though he wasn't in the wrong, like all the rest of the postmasters, they said to him, we're going to take the business off you in three months. And they'd sunk so much into that that this man decided to commit suicide. So that's, that's very sad. It's it appalling. Absolutely appalling. Now, when you actually consider, if anybody watches the Panorama program, they will find out exactly what went on and what was discovered and all the behind-the-scenes emails that eventually came out about this. Go ahead, Steve. Just want to make a very serious point. Is there an investigation taking place? If not, why not? And secondly, secondly, I just want to say, in my view, given the size of this problem and the consequences, the awful consequences, those 
people involved in this who've affected all of these people's lives and, and this gentleman who ended up taking his life, it, it's appalling. These people should be brought to account and prosecuted. Well, there is now an inquiry going on about this. Good. But this has been happening going back nearly 20 years. And it's taken this long. Now, I want to throw something into the mix here as regards to why there were so many delays at Parliament. Because they wanted to sell off the post office. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, 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 I remember That's that. right. And if this came out, then the brand would be tarnished. Well, I have to say, I don't consider a brand being tarnished more important than the lives of these people and how they were affected. Well, agreed. And so many people's lives were destroyed because they were protecting the brand. Now, another thing that I want to instill here is the solicitors and the barristers that were backing the post office. Exactly. And also, you made a quick point earlier on, which you dropped in this, Jonathan, which is they were all told that they were the only one. Now, as we all know, that is a typical tactic by yes, organisations. corporates. Corporates, including some public organisations, by the way, that when somebody raises an issue, they're quite often told, well, you're the only one complaining about this. Correct. Etc. And it's a standard tactic used to isolate people to make them think that Correct. they are the only one. And actually to sort of keep them in their place, if you like. Well, the post office appeared to have unlimited funds to fight these people legally. And these people, literally, because they were actually trying to find money to actually fulfill the deficits that were in the accounts because of these software errors. They couldn't fight the issue They itself. couldn't fight the issue. They couldn't get the money together and they couldn't get the legal power to challenge the post office. Now... I'm saying to you that I think that the government had a hand in this because they wanted to sell the post office and to them, anything that tarnished the brand well, actually would lower the price of what it was going to go for. So what I'm going to say to you is this. This has been one of the worst, if not the worst, miscarriages of justice that anybody has ever witnessed in this country. I would agree, but I'd also like to throw in the question, who was representing any of these people to get justice, and where was their representation? They had none. It only came at the end, whereby they were brought together because some of the brave postmasters decided to actually take the post office to court and to challenge them. And... They actually, the courts actually sentenced them to prison. They said, no, you're, you're guilty. And nobody ever, ever challenged the system. Nobody actually turned around and said, why would over 900 people start stealing money from the post office? Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, am I mistaken or was that when they sold the post office, it was massively undersold, wasn't it? Correct. I remember that happening. Again, another Classic. Well, the point I'm going to make also in summing up is, where is the accountability? That's a word that keeps coming up on this programme. There is no accountability in this country for the people that actually caused this, which is actual fact. The post office, the solicitors and the barristers that were actually protecting the post office. How come they're not holding them 
to account. Nobody's actually mentioning them. The Panorama program exposed emails in the background from the solicitors actually saying to people that they have to actually protect the brand. So the lives of these people were completely destroyed. It doesn't mean a thing to them. Yeah, it was completely destroyed because of a mistake in the software and nobody will admit it. And these people are probably going to get off without being named, without being taken to court for their part in destroying the lives of these people and the loss of this man's life in this town. What I want to say is this. I hope that the information comes out about every single one of those people right up to government who protected them because there were MPs in Parliament that were fighting. I watched some pretty fierce debates and they were quite straightforward about what they're saying. They're saying there's something wrong here. And they were pointing it out left, right and centre and it was just took so long that these people's lives were destroyed. Go ahead, Steve. I echo what you're saying there, Jonathan. I think everybody involved in causing this distress, the loss of this gentleman's life in Ellesmere Port, everybody who was affected, I think all of those people who were responsible, who played their part in this awful uh, uh, injustice, are brought to account. I, I think. I, I hope everyone. I hope they go to prison. I do. I hope they're all exposed. I hope they're, they're prosecuted. Um, the lot. Go ahead, Mark. Do you know, if we spent more money on accountability rather than diversity, we might get somewhere, mightn't we? You know, all this money wasted on all these diversity positions. If we oh. spent this on, you know, dedicated people to get some accountability and not 10, 15, 20 years later down the line, like Hills. Oh, it just takes so, it's too be long. Done soon. Too long. We're really good at discovering problems. You're useless at solving them. That's right. Go ahead, Trevor. Breaking news today. The government have been ruled unlawful for sending the, the elderly out of hospitals back into the care homes that we have mentioned a thousand times. When is there going to be any accountability for this? Today, there has. The courts have ruled that the government were unlawful. Straight over to Matt Hancock. It's not my fault. It's the uh, the NHS. The NHS says it's not their fault. So the contracts, the, nar- the nursing homes, and yeah. still nothing's going to be done, is it? Well, so who's accountable? Nobody. Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock was at the helm. Yeah. He was the Minister of Health at the time. He must have overseen it or yay or nayed it. As simple as that. To allow the elderly people to come out of hospital untested and sent into the care homes. That was a calling for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember when the Dominic Cummings thing came out, he was insinuating that um, Boris was under the illusion that they had been tested before they went to hospital. But I think we need to get all their messages and we need to get to the bottom of who actually sent them there. Oh, the because phones, if, you know, the SIM Boris, cards will disappear. Well, then they all need to be held accountable then. Because yeah. they were all in. Matt Hancock and whoever was his boss for letting him do it. Which I, I don't really understand how this country works in, in some ways because there's that many bodies, there's that many organisations, there's that many people involved in the chain of command. And yet, nobody is ever responsible at any point for anything that takes place. They're called blind alleys. That's where they send people. Correct. And that's, that's what happens. They send them down blind alleys. Now, I'll leave the last words with the Liverpool Riverside MP, Kim Johnson, who's spoken out on the issue in Parliament. And he said, Many innocent sub-postmasters and sub-postmistresses have been bankrupted, imprisoned and wrongly accused of theft due to the post office's heavy-handed approach when accountancy issues with Horizon 
reported financial irregularities. What new procedures have the post office introduced to protect sub-postmasters and sub-postmistresses as a consequence of this scandal? What protections has the post office put in place to ensure accountancy software is fit for purpose? What action will be taken against those in positions of leadership in the post office during the scandal? Well, in my opinion, the answer is none. They'll probably get rewarded in some way or another. None of their pensions will be taken away from them. None of them will be found guilty of anything. None of them will actually go to prison as some of those postmasters were sent. None of them. So as far as I'm concerned, this is a very, very black moment in British history. So I'm going to finish it there. And we're going to move on. And we've got another black moment. This is going to be with the Raven. Notice I spelt it correctly there. Cool. Oh. Sorry, I wasn't actually quite ready. I was uh, thinking uh, deep thoughts about what's going on in this country, to be quite frank. I, right. I, and I'm appalled. I, I thought really your am. name was Steve. I could see the steam coming out of his ears. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he says he's, he's quite frank. He's not frank, he's Steve. That's what I thought. But he's the waving. Oh. Go ahead. Just bear with a sec. I thought what we were talking about, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm sidetracked completely by things going on. Um, I'm well, this is about, about plans to tackle rough sleeping in the city. Yes. That's right. Now, do you need any help with it? No. I'm Should we just, read out for you? I just wasn't expecting to, to come on just yet. <laughs> oh, really? I was, I was expecting the mute button, extensive yakking, interruptions, all kinds of stuff going on, really. See? Like that. Just like that. that. Was, oh, that was <laughs> Oh, good grief. Okay, the, the council is putting uh, plans to tackle rough sleeping in Cheshire Western Chester as it was revealed that it were, there are 123 households still being housed in hotels across the borough. Uh, but the pandemic and the government's everyone's in policy, etc., is all, you know, coming to light. There's lots of things going on. I don't really want to go extensively into this, to be honest with you, because I find it a bit of a nonsense, and I'm going to say why. Now... If you're aware, in Chester, there's a big development called the Northgate Development, and it's been an ongoing saga for many years, involved in millions and millions and millions of pounds of public money. In my view, there is a, a serious issue of homelessness, not only in Chester, but everywhere else. But I'm going to use Chester as an example. Now, well, just because you live there? Well, yes, partly that, but also this... Andy this, sleeps rough. This... <laughs> <laughs> this will actually That's resonate. only on certain days when he argues with Elaine. Could build a nest, oh, like a proper raven. <laughs> <laughs> but this will resonate with people in towns and cities all across the country. And the reason is this. Chester, as an example, has a lot of redundant buildings sitting empty, right? Yeah. And I'm going to give one example. In Chester, there is the old tax office, Right. Ooh. Which is behind the town hall, and um, off the top of my head, I think it's about six floors. And I understand at some point it's going to come down. There's a lot of other buildings which may be demolished, etc., for further development for corporate buildings, more restaurants, more you know, big corporate shops, and all that kind of stuff. Wait a minute, I've just got a question to ask. How can you read that off the top of your head? What? All of that which you just said. You said off the top of my head. <laughs> I know you said. <laughs> Six floors. How are you reading all? Have you got a mirror? Are you looking up at the ceiling? No, because when I was in the election a few years back, Don't I actually made. The on the I, I made, <laughs> I made the points that instead of the Northgate development, 
What they could have done is regenerate the city by having people move into the city by converting a lot of the old buildings which are empty, okay. such as the tax office. You would have then, uh, there's a lot of people want to downsize as they get older and things like that. Um, you could have had, um, as, a, as an example, the tax office, I would hazard a guess, you'd probably get 80 to 100 flats uh, in that building converted, solid building. You've just given an idea to somebody now. Now, the point is, I made this point years ago, and all over this country, council buildings are going empty. We've been talking about that. Tax office buildings, lots of public buildings, lots of uh, commercial buildings which are lying empty. And city centres are riddled with opportunity to create a solution to homelessness, right? And actually the housing crisis as a whole, instead of building further and further on the Greenbelt. But what it would also do is this. It would cut down on transport needed because more people would be living in the centre of cities and towns and actually would need less vehicles because they're going to give them up they're going to be living in the center but also you won't have to build all over the place on green belts now every town and city will have dozens of buildings available just sitting idle all they need is injection of cash to convert these properties to solve the housing crisis in this country and homelessness okay all right any comments from anybody yeah i mean this is an area it's gone on for as long as I can remember. And it's never been resolved, has it, this um, rough sleeping? No. And one of the major things I, I'm concerned about is where do the councils get their figures from? The report that you're on about there, Steve, says that there's 14 people sleeping rough around Cheshire West and Chester. That's a big area. 14 people. That's a nonsense. That's well, a nonsense. I, I work all around Chester, and in the city centre alone, I've, I've seen more than 14 people, sadly, sat around in sleeping bags, etc. So that figure of 14, as you say, is a nonsense. The council also states, as you just mentioned, that around 129 households are in hotels. Well, I state that in my opinion, this will not decrease. It will massively increase as this cost of living crisis... Ah, oh, bites in. Uh, as soon as this cost of living... And it is a crisis. As yeah. soon as that starts to kick in... October, November is when it's going to really start hitting. Yep. Yeah. This coming year is going to be horrendous. And the council then gives a series of bullet points as to how they're going to tackle the ongoing problem. All weasel words and a justification for the jobs. They just make these reports willy-nilly and throw all this rubbish around. They're going to sort this out. It's just to be, again, just to justify these jobs that they get. Well, um, before I bring in stats, I just want to say, I've never understood why people on meters actually pay a higher price for the electricity because they're actually paying cash straight away they're not delaying any form of payment yeah, exactly you I, know I, to the yeah. to the electricity companies or the utility companies so they're actually paying cash on the nose straight away for it so why are they charged a higher rate it's a rhetorical question i'm going to move on to you straight away stats go ahead Yes, Steve mentioned about um, council buildings. Now they're not about reducing office space, so perfect. Let the homeless go and live there. You can rehabilitate them there. You can do anything like that. One question, though. During all the COVID lockdowns, did the council seem to have fixed this problem temporarily and there was hardly anyone sleeping rough on the street? So what's happened? Have they just kicked them all back out now? <laughs> yeah. And we're going to fix it no. again. 
It's going around in circles, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's I, I really don't think that these measures are actually going to solve anything. And you're not going to actually solve homelessness unless you really take some radical action and you think differently. All of the buildings right across this country are lying empty and all you have to do is convert them, renovate them, reinvigorate them, and you could solve the housing crisis dramatically across this country. And in Cheshire West, there is actually no need for anybody to be homeless. But I, I, I dispute the figures and I dispute elements okay. of this report. Go ahead, Mark. I think we have to be realistic and say we might not end homelessness and rough sleeping because, I'm sorry, you have to rehabilitate some of these people on the street and some of them just don't want to be. Yeah, that's true. And that's there, true. There is an element. Even if you manage to rehabilitate them, are you going to be able to get them into a, a well-enough paid job? Especially the minute things are tight. Some people, I just don't think... Are going to adapt. Are going to, are going to be able to be saved, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got you. We can minimise it. Just don't think you're ever going to totally eradicate it, I'm afraid. Well, that's something that we can actually follow up with Cheshire West. With wouldn't you prefer FOIs. to put some of our homeless into some of these hotels than uh, the dinghy divers who are coming across the channel? Well, there is that. I mean, look at all the money that they're getting and look at the money that the homeless are getting. So they all come from France and now Ukraine and they're all getting given things. But then you've got people in Chester who are now back out in the street after well, a couple don't, of years. Don't start, don't start me on that because no, no. people will say, oh, we're xenophobic when we're starting to talk about that. But doesn't charity no, no, no. begin yeah, at home? Want to look after the people who, from your own country isn't xenophobic. No, I'm but not saying if you're, don't, I'm not saying don't look after the other people. Well, well, you know, if you're taking if you're taking prioritize. money off of them to help our own, you can be accused of being xenophobic. No, no, I'd prefer to help people who've possibly put stuff into the system or were born in this country and whose whose ancestors have, have literally bled blood, sweat, and tears into this yeah. country, haven't they? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Put into this I get it. I get it. Then. <laughs> I, unless anybody else has got anything to say, I think we should move on to something a lot lighter, which is yes. The Gazelle's Manic Festo. Fabulous. Oh, I've got one Fabulous. this week. Oh, we need something now. Favourite time. I've got one this week just to lighten everything up. Yeah, just change it slightly this week. It's when we get elected. <laughs> We're going to introduce foul weather policy. We propose the removal of funding for weather prediction. As they seem to get it wrong most of the time anyway. The money would then be redirected into an extensive scientific research scheme. To find out what actually came first, the chicken or the egg. <laughs> <laughs> this is the That's priority what... <laughs> of a weather forecasting. Yes. Right. Yes. I'm, I'm not sure it, it, how this relates, but there you go. Well, they, 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 you're wasting money weather forecasting. It's the same as painting yellow lines. It's all logic. We paint yellow lines everywhere, so if you just paint them where you can park, that would save a fortune in yellow paint. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Absolute madness. So we're going to spend the money wisely by uh, researching into the chicken and the egg. Yeah, well, that's, that's, uh, uh, what, uh, can, can we actually say, is that any worse than spending $37 billion on test and trace? Exactly. Be exactly. honest, is it any worse? This has been an age-old no. question, hasn't it, about e the chicken and the egg. Well, e we're going yeah. we're gonna to finally solve it. Even Google doesn't know that, the answer to that one. That's no, right. No. Even Alexa and all, a lot of them. They don't know. They no. don't know what came first. They don't know. All right. Well, okay. That's fine. And we all know what time it is now. It is. Okay. That sounds like a fire engine. No, it's not. An old style fire engine. It's last orders. Have you got any shout outs or shout downs? If you have, say them. 
and say them quickly. Get on with it. I've got Waving. A... Oh, grief. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this at times. It's just you. We should do this as a live show. How many shout outs are you having this week? Yeah, how many? You've got literally got no. two minutes. Oh, I'm just wondering because I had to shave before I came out and I might need another one by the time I go I've home. got a positive <laughs> and then I've got a quote. <laughs> so what okay, so do you give the positive <laughs> and then when we actually come to the end credits, then you give the positive. I'm glad we're clarifying what you Or the quote, sorry, the quote. Yeah. See, he does actually know what he's doing on occasions. Right, so okay, my positive is a little acknowledgement actually to... Cheshire Western Chester Council. Not again. <gasps> what for? Oh, all them days off the ad. <sighs> 14,000 of them. 38 no. years worth. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember some year. time ago, we were talking about the bins and the cost of the new green bin tax and various things like that. Every no, week. I can't every, even every, remember every. what I had for breakfast this morning. Every Go week. ahead. But what we did do was raise the issue that we wanted to ensure no other services we're going to be going down the same route. And at the council meeting, I actually requested that services for vulnerable adults and children, disabilities, etc., would not go down this route. Now, on Cheshire West and Chester Council's you know, website, their, their um, budget, the top two priorities were listed as vulnerable adults and children's services. And I'm glad that's the case, that that's uh, a priority. So I'm sure if you could put bump the climate to the top they would do but no that's 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 actually my acknowledgement because i'm glad that they've uh, ring fenced and ensured the the uh, important services are are where they need to be oh there you go but and you do, why but... don't you put an apple on the teacher's desk while you're down at <sighs> the council offices but you do realize don't you that that is up and above your council tax yes so so you're going to be charged more for what you're doing you pay that as an addition yeah so you're, you're certainly doing warrington I'm aware of this. That this is the norm anyway, but I'm I'm glad that those services are insured. Okay, Mark, you got any positives? I'm I'm losing the well, will to I'll live here. I'll come back to the positives because I'm on a shout out at the minute. I don't know what. Happened. Oh yeah, shout out. Sorry. Yeah, okay. My shout out is to City Heart Heroes, and they are uh, which currently support hundreds of modern day slavery victims and people who've been hum- uh, human trafficked across its safe houses and outreach services in Cheshire and Merseyside. They're aiming to build a dedicated cohort of fundraisers that will help fund the organisation's long-term support programmes. So staff and supporters of the anti-slavery charity are urging people to get behind their new community fundraising initiative. So that was the City Heart Heroes. Do you know what? It's good to see someone's actually doing something about modern-day slavery right. rather than these wokeys banging on about stuff that happened 100 years ago. That's yeah. right. But yeah, selectively, because everyone's yeah. had it 100 years ago, not just the British Empire. But anyway, yeah. it's good to see someone's actually doing something. Yeah. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. Change, good, yeah. good. So, okay. City Hearts Heroes. Yeah, very well done there. The Gazelle. Now it's just a very quick shout-down. We've already discussed it. This incompetent, uh, this, sorry, incumbent government, they've been ruled by the courts as incompetent yet again over releasing older people back into the care homes from hospitals with no COVID testing. It's another scandal. Yep, and there was about 20,000 of them, I believe. Yes, 20,000 that died. Yep, 20,000 that died. Well, mine mine is, shout out to the guy that came up with the meme (laughs) in Parliament after they were all uh, saying, you know, how sorry they were to Angela Rayner because they were accusing her of using female tactics to distract Boris because she was in a skirt. Yeah? 
It was a ripoff of that film. That's what they were saying. That's right. Basic Instinct. Yeah, well, there was a picture. <laughs> did someone pause it? Halfway through the cross. You all did that, didn't you, on the basic? Yeah, 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 I did. No, 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 I didn't. I bet you didn't do it with Rainer, though. I didn't do that. No, no. no. Well, it was Ian Blackford, and he was in the kilt. (laughs) (laughs) And in there, it said, said, God, that'll put you off, yeah. Ian Blackford accused of distracting (laughs) the Prime Minister. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, probably made him feel sick. Because you do realise that they don't really wear anything under those. Supposedly. 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 Anyway, so we're going to go on. It's the end of the show, and we know where we're going now. So it's going to be the quotes. Here we go. Steve's had his. Yeah, he's had his, yeah. No, that was a different section of the show. Well, get on with it, then, if you want a quote. Get on with it. Okay, mine is very straightforward. It's Dream Big and Dare to Fail by Norman Vaughan which means it doesn't matter if you fail occasionally, it's part of the learning process. Just go through life, aim for your goals and keep going. Ignore the criticism, be positive, pursue your goals, be focused, have a great life. Oh my word. Go ahead. Take the a breath, son. Take that, a breath. Yeah. That was a quick one. <laughs> the gazelle. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I'll never forget the look on the lady's face when she scanned my packet of birdseed. When I asked her, how long does it take for the birds to grow when I plant them? <laughs> oh, Stan, save me. Save me. I can't beat that, but it was funny you mentioned Groucho Marx because this is a quote by Groucho Marx. Oh, lovely. Politics is the art of looking for trouble. Find it everywhere, diagnosing it incorrectly, and applying the wrong remedies. Very good. Well, as usual, clever. very clever. As usual, thank God that's all over. It's you're not, the end. You're not too glad to turn I am. I'm you're not because you like the sound of your voice. No, no, I'm glad. I'm glad it's all over. Yep. Okay, say it again, Steve. Talk for hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Who me, got the power, me, baby? Me and Trevor might get a word in one week, mightn't we? Ooh, yeah. If he's muted, got, for, can we make the power? whole show? That'd be good. <laughs> Honest, tell you, flipping heck. Hard time. Yeah, it's yes. you. I'll tell you what, you see, it's as though I'm responsible for this going on and on. And you'll hear you at the start. But I'm sorry, but when I wasn't here, the podcast went on for nearly an hour. Yeah. Well, this wasn't pod- my fault. This podcast has like like gone on for over an hour. Yeah. And that's because we're all in. And I'm you're here. It feels like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were trying to get this down to 30 minutes, not 30 days. Oh, I think I'm going to turn into a rough sleeper after all of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What are you tapping your fingers for? Hey, have you got your bunting and stuff ready for the thing? Are we gonna have, I've got an idea. No, we're not going to play bingo. We are. We're having a night out for bingo. And House. We are. We're all Did going. you just put bingo and night out in the same sentence? Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> How can a rough sleeper shout, House? <laughs> and. Sleeping back. That's all it says. House. We're going to have uh, some bingo.